Welcome, everyone, to It Tastes Different Gaming Podcast, the podcast with three different flavors coming from three different gamers. I am your host, Patrick Smith, and I want to welcome my co-hosts, Shane Eisterhold and Nick Irwin. Hey, Patrick. Where can they find us? Well, the first place you should check out is our website at ittastedifferent.com. This is the place where you can subscribe to all of our streams and connect to all of our social media sites. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at It Tastes Different. Uh, we're also on Instagram uh, at It Tastes Different PC. And then last but not least is Twitter, where you can find us at It Tastes Diff. What's on the menu for dessert today? Today we try the fruitcake and load up on loot boxes and DLC. And we also have a special guest, a friend with benefits, if you will. We're going to welcome Russell Rowe to this po- episode of this podcast, uh, a new member to our group. Um, so we'll introduce him as the episode goes on, but we're going to let him start the show tonight. We're going to give him the first talking point of loot boxes and DLC. So we're going to let him introduce our first topic. Uh, Russell Rowe, what would you like to talk about? Oh, well, it looks like we're going to be talking about the new game coming out, Marvel Avengers. Uh, that game is uh, <clears throat> quote-unquote free-to-play, but we'll discuss that in greater detail. A little bit about myself. I've gamed from a Atari 2600 to a PC to now waiting for that PS5 and new Xbox to come out. So I, I will start talking about Marvel DC, this, this download content, this quote-unquote free-to-play model. Uh, it doesn't quite sound like that. It does sound like we're going to get the first six characters for free, but then after that, if you want to upgrade, it could cost you anywhere from $10 to who knows what to get everything you need to know. So I am not a fan of this at all. It is just another absurdity of where the games are going. I'm going to try not to get on a huge ramp, but it is what it is. Um, unfortunately, we have uh, a younger audience now that's that's willing to pay and buy these things to get everything they want. So it's a, it's a successful business model for those that are doing it, but it's not something that uh, those of us with uh, with intelligence uh, seem to put up with. So uh, I'll pass over to Shane. I'll, I'll add in just a little bit more as we go, but I'm definitely not a fan of this model. Uh, I'm really concerned that uh, we're going to this model more and more with every single game. Uh, thanks, Russ. And I agree with everything you said. This is not a mobile phone game. This is a $60 console game that has already started off uh, rocky for me with uh, their Spider-Man DLC limited to PlayStation owners only. But this whole pay for everything and pay for everyone scam that they've got going on with this is really disturbing. We've played the beta. It is definitely a game of service. It is set up as a you know free-to-play game that you're paying for, and then they're charging you just left and right for everything in this game. It's it's wrong. It's it's you know it's disgusting that you know we have to pay so much. That's why I you know I posted uh, previously that you know I'm basically going to boycott this thing. I completely agree with the way it's being handled by all parties it's really not something that should be done especially on a console especially when you've paid sixty dollars if it you know if they change all this later great but i don't see them doing it because like russell said it's a younger generation and they are going to feel free to hey mom dad i can get hawkeye for this much and for this much more I can give them the suit from the movies uh, that's just bullcrap and 
I just can't stand it. <laughs> the game you, wasn't even put together well enough either. I mean, I know it's a beta and everything like that, but I mean, Batman Arkham was was um, was much better in the sense because it's almost the same kind of game within this action action kind of game, and it wasn't even put. It's not even put well together. the The game is just. It's like as we pay for it, it's a, it'll get quote unquote better. Doubtful. <laughs> very doubtful i mean it, that's the whole thing is is now there's i don't know where this came from but everybody's on this instant gratification kick nobody wants to work towards anything and and they they've kind of tried to appease that where you can you can get the character unlocks the battle cards for the characters but it's going to take you you know how long to do that in a game that may not last in in my opinion of playability if i want to unlock all of the you know if i if they introduce you know uh, one of the non-six free characters and you want to play them and you want to get the outfits, you know, how long do you have to play to earn that $10 worth of gear if you didn't pay for it? You know, that's my biggest thing is, is that is how long of a game investment are they saying $10 is worth? You know, if we go by what I get paid for, it better be like 30 minutes of gameplay or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's one of those things where I'm like, I'm like, who gets to decide what $10 worth of gameplay is instant gratification versus working for it. A game like Marvel Avengers is a isn't this is they're basically putting their game out like it's a free to play model um, that it's not a free to play model. You pay sixty dollars for the game. There's supposed to be games of service, kind of like Destiny and stuff like that. And then they say, hey, you need we're releasing a new character and we're going to give it to you. But if you want this stuff, you're going to have to pay for it or you're going to have to spend an in an un, un, unimaginable amount of time right now. We don't even know. It could be it could be five days worth of in-game time, a couple of weeks, a month. You know, the only thing I have to base this off of really is is stuff like uh, Rainbow Six Siege, which is another game that does that. It's you know, it's an expensive game when it came out, and every year they release new characters, new season passes, new guns, new all this. And the only way to really obtain them, I mean, we played that game. We played games like that for a long time. And I was barely able to unlock a new a character every, you know, every month. You know, to be honest, it's so hard to get enough currency in these games to unlock something that it just it's a it's not worth it at that point. You're, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, there was an article a long time back. People should look it up about the the cost to pay and the cost of grind. How much it actually cost? How much you actually make during that grind to go towards that character? I can't remember what it was exactly, but it was pretty astronomical. It was like three cents an hour or something like that for a, a Destiny character. It was ridiculous. You know, Pat, listening to you, it, it really reminded me of League of Legends. What an exciting game that was when it first came out. I was actually getting into it. I was ready to PvP. I was ready to do it. Man, it just to get a character in that game, I think we could have played it for eight hours for a month, and we might have been lucky to get... Uh, a new character forget about getting a new aesthetic or something like that or new outfit i mean that was that was insane but that's what it really reminded me of right yeah but you know the thing behind league of legends is it is a free-to-play game and you know i can understand them saying hey you know you can work towards this character and you can put 12 and a half hours or 24 hours worth of actual in-game time to earn this you know, because it's free or you can buy it. I mean, that's their model. And and I, I can get behind that to some extent, because uh, if I want to play Bully Bear or I want to play Lux or any of these other characters, uh, you know, I can either grind it out 
or I could go in and say, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to monetize these people because I like playing their game and I want to give them a little money. I already, I didn't already give them $60 and say, well, now I want to buy this character. I just kind of looked it up while we were talking about it. It takes about, from what I read here on Rainbow Six Siege, it takes about 12 and a half hours on a double renowned weekend to get 25,000 renowned. So on a non-double renowned weekend, it takes <laughs> 24 to 25 hours. And, you know, and that's just seems ridiculous amount of investment. That's a long time. I mean, we would play two to four hours a night. No wonder it seemed like we could never get enough points to buy a character except for every few months. So, you know, I don't I don't I don't agree with that model because it's just a money grab. You know, if I want to give you my 60 bucks and then you want to charge me another 40 for a game pass or a season pass every year and Rainbow Six Siege is guilty of that. To me, they don't release enough content for that. They release a new character, but you know, when they do release something that seems fun, like a new event, like the what was that the infection type thing that we infection, played that was yeah. only three player, that was fun, but it was a limited run, and it was it, and you barely see it come around, and you know, I I don't see I don't me I don't see the investment because we come back to it every you know we come back to it a few times a season, and I look at the characters and I'm like, is that really worth? $40 or is it really worth me to pay $20 for last season's characters or whatever? You know, I mean, Nick, you play these with us. What do you think of stuff like this? You know, like the time investment to get this stuff versus paying for it. Um, I don't, I, yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I don't like that type of setup. If they go the route, like you said, where it's free to play and then they're like, Hey, if you want to buy these things uh, or grind them out, you can. And I could get more behind that just like you, Pat, in that sense that, you know, you're giving me this game for free uh, and I don't have to buy these things. There's characters and things in the game that I can play and I can grind them out and get these things if I want them. Uh, but, you know, maybe I'll, I will put a little bit of money in because if I am playing this game, I seem to like it, uh, you know, and I want to support the developers, then I might buy something for that. I don't like games as service all that much. Not a lot of games as service games really turn out to be much of anything uh, in the end. You know, a lot of them get shut down or a lot of them just turn into really buying, you know, stuff. They just release cosmetics and that's about it. You know, it, it's really hard for those games as service to get off the launching pad and really become something successful. Uh, the only thing I can think of that's a game as a service that I think has done a fairly good job is Sea of Thieves. Now, Sea of Thieves did come thing. out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it did come out and you had, and on the Xbox, and you had to. It did come out for money, you know, for cash money. I think it was fifty dollars or forty dollars or something like that when it first came out. Um, but if you had Game Pass, you had it for free, and that's uh, you know, at the time, or I think it's still the same price now. You know, it was like what five, ten dollar investment into Game Pass if you wanted to try Sea of Thieves and Sea of Thieves. You know, that's another game that we go back to every so often. And the last time we went back to it, it's greatly improved. There's a ton of content, and they're always releasing a ton of content. You know, and that game came out on Steam, and I think they did it perfectly, too, right? They were on the Xbox for quite a while, building that content, and they came out on Steam. And now, those that don't have an Xbox, and they get on the Steam and play, um, there's so much content in the game. There's a ton, and they're still releasing new things. So, you know, I'm sure Marvel Avengers may go that route. I, I, you know, like Russ said, I don't know how long it'll stick around. Yeah, I just don't like having to pay, you know, I guess it's a la carte for each character. If you don't want to buy a certain character, I kind of understand that. But, you know, 
I mean, what are they going to add for these? Are these characters going to have their own storylines, or are they just going to be able to be used within the missions that already exist in the game? Is there going to be enough content with these characters to justify having to pay $10 for them? Right. Yeah, and, I, and I, what, what I understand, the Marvel is Mar- speaking exclusively to Marvel, each character is supposed to come with their own subset of stories and content. So, I mean, the game, the service portion on that is it, fine. I just, I, I really, I mean, you know, we keep coming back to it. Maybe gamers, game companies don't make enough money. Maybe 60 bucks is not enough to suffice them to keep their studio going. Or are they just money hungry? We don't know. Because uh, I don't know, uh, you know, a lot of them aren't going to tell us what they made per game. Uh, how much profit they made, you know, versus how much how big their studios are, which, you know, if they're a publicly traded company, we know how much profit they made, but we don't know that based on per game normally or something like that. So, you know, it, it always kind of reminds me of the meme that keeps popping up every time, you know, this comes up is, is I remember back when I first started playing games, you had a game and then maybe that game had expansions or maybe that game had a part two. You didn't have this DLC. You didn't have a lot of these exclusives you know, that came out, you know, I had to buy this from games from from GameStop if I want this exclusive. I had to buy it from Best Buy or from Walmart or or E B games back in the day or whatever. You know, so the meme that keeps going around is like, you know, it was a combo meal back at a at a at a fast food restaurant. <laughs> you know, the original game is the cheeseburger and then the expansion pack is the fries and coke. And now they're like, hey, the original game is just a top and bottom bun and then if you want if you want the meat, that's a DLC, and if you want the cheese, that's a you know that's a cosmetic item. If you want the tomato, and if you pre-order it from Best Buy, you'll get bacon. If you pre-order it from GameStop, you'll have ketchup. You know, it's it's that's kind of how it feels. That we don't ever get a complete game anymore. It's like these people are charging us to beta their games anymore or alpha their games because they put out an incomplete package and then like spoon feed it a little bit to you at a time to try to keep you interested in buying more of their more of their 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 stuff it reminds me of do you guys ever watch like syphilis and ollie back in the day buy my crap that's how i feel half the time <laughs> listening to these guys is buy my crap and i'm just like i get sick of it to be honest uh you know i we don't play siege very often anymore because it just feels like it's the same game rinse and repeat they just throw in a new character that has some nifty new little trick um and i feel marvel will get the same way you know Marvel has one thing going for it, and it's superheroes, and it's a huge, huge market right now. But I'm sorry, you know, we already talked about this. I'm not buying the game for sixty dollars, and I'm not throwing them ten extra dollars, and I'm not spending a grind fest amount of time to unlock a suit of armor or, or you know, something like that that I want to, that I want to, I want my superhero to wear because I have nostalgia for a comic book series that had that that specific set on. So you know, it's loot boxes and and and. And DLC are just, they seem like money grabs to me. I would rather go back to the original thing when the game was 60 bucks, the expansions were 30. Because in my opinion, expansions were usually like add 50% or double the gameplay most of the time when you got an expansion to a game. It wasn't like, here's an extra hour worth of content for $20. Oh, yes. And yeah, I mean, loot boxes, uh, let's talk about that specifically for a second. EA has been the definitive loot box disaster uh i mean they literally call their loot boxes surprise mechanics uh because in some places they were saying well that's basically it's gambling when you get these loot boxes loot boxes are nothing but give me money you get uh you know an advantage give me money you get uh this give me money you get a that 
Right. When yeah, most of that crap is built into the game already, but they've they found a way to make just that bit more. Right. Yeah, and they say, yeah, you want a higher percentage for this item, get yeah. this loot box, and if you buy the $10 package, you get a 50% chance at this. If you buy the $20, we'll give you a 95% chance to get this. Yeah, and I believe there was a lot of legal stuff around them and how they had to rearrange how they do loot boxes yeah. because it was some places considered in-game gambling. So, I mean, they're Battle- the ones... Yeah, they're the Star ones Wars that... Battlefront was. Uh, do you remember all the? Yeah. The oh, hate. got heads exploding about yeah. that. And then when they announced Battlefront Two, when, when in any game's uh, announcement history, can you remember where the biggest part of the announcement was? Hey, we're not going to have loot boxes. <laughs> we're not going to be. We're not going to have loot boxes. We're going to call them something different, but we're not going to exactly. tell you that. Exactly. <laughs> we're not going to have loot boxes. We're going to have it. We're going to have it. Give it to you from behind, called special surprises. You know. Yes. Yeah. Surprise mechanics. When yeah. You grab your ankles. Right. So and, yeah, it, it, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, no. we don't. I I often find, to be perfectly honest, I don't often buy DLCs because most of the time the DLCs are are single player games that I've played. And I've played it and I'm done with it. I moved on to something new. I think it's a disservice to their writers and their developers to do piecemeal DLC like that because I don't play it. I there's probably a good chunk of people that I would assume are closely closely do the same thing I do. You know, I mean, even if I love a game, it's hard for me to come back for a DLC. A perfect example of that is is um uh, the new the latest God of War, God of War Four, on the PlayStation. I love that game. Played the mess out of it, but I haven't came back to it since the DLCs came out because I beat it. I moved on. I went to something else, you know? Yeah, and it's hard uh, for me specifically. I, I only have very few memories of buying DLC uh, because, like you said, I move on. They don't come in a timely manner, in my opinion. Um, Alan Wake, the American Nightmare stuff, God, I love that DLC. I bought it, loved it. It was just fantastic. That really is like the definitive one I can always remember. There's been a few others here and there, uh, but when you're paying for something that's complete, but they're only giving you a half of it, that's just that's horse crap in a handbag. I mean, Russ, would you would you pay to take out of the game? Would you say, look, I'll give you $40 since you're only going to give me that much of the content for a $60 game? Probably not. Kind of thinking back at that that old school DLC, I mean, coming through the gaming world, if you really look back and think about it, like Pat said, there's probably a very small handful of games that I purchased uh, download, you know, DLC content, you know, um, uh, I mean... You know, MMOs come to mind. I mean, whenever we had new expansions, new DLCs, whatever you'd like to call those things come out, yeah, we would purchase those. Um, the last quote-unquote DLC that probably purchased is probably Horizon Dawn. I'm trying to think about anything else that we've bought that has had an expansion that, you know, either myself or Pat have, have really played. And there's nothing that comes of significance. I mean, especially the single players. Now, the multi player games yeah we, we have done that to continue stories to continue leveling and that and that stuff but but again we're paying like for example you're paying sixty dollars for the original game but you're paying forty dollars for the next expansion not dlc but next 
major boost into the story. And these games don't do that now. Now it's, okay, we're going to give you, you know, three-fifths of the game, and then we'll have you pay another $20 for four-fifths, and then another $20 for the full game, and then we're going to give you more parts of the story, but you have to continue to pay. And then you end up looking at it in the end of the day, you're like, oh, I just spent $150 on this game in the last year. <laughs> How did that just happen? So, I mean, it, it it's genius marketing. I mean, to play devil's advocate for a minute, I mean, good on them. Let them make their money. They're just not going to get it from me. What about you, Nick? Would you Would you pay $60 for a game where they're only giving you, you, you know damn well they're only giving you $40 worth of that content and they're going to make you pay extra for that 20 that you've already paid for. Well, not if you told me, but I probably, <laughs> I have already bought and something like that. I'm sure. Yeah. And, yeah. And we all have, but oh, yeah, I mean, we get a lot of, I mean, usually when I buy DLC anymore is when I buy a game that's been released for a few years and I buy it and it's a master pack or it's, it's complete edition, which comes with everything. Yeah. That's the, that's the best way to do it. I think a good example of the way these companies can make that money that they're doing with these DLC is look at Grand Theft Auto. The setup of that game is fantastic. They gave you a solid game, great story, great everything. The DLC they gave you, they gave you. They didn't charge you up the wazoo, but then they gave you the DLC stuff that you actually pay for, which is is cosmetic it's fun it's interesting but it's not stuff that kills the game gets you killed in the game doesn't make somebody better or worse than you and they've made god i can't even remember what the last count was but unbelievable amounts of millions of dollars if these companies want to be that greedy that's what they need to do they need to make an amazing game and then do things like that where they make the game a little more interesting with those DLCs, but it doesn't make the game broke or better without it. Right. I, you know, I'm looking for the day to win as way, the way the things are going now. Uh, you know, I, I can't say that, you know, I have, I'm not one to buy some of this stuff. I mean, I do get into some of the stuff like I played, we've all played the grand theft auto and I will admit I have bought shark cards. I'm like, I want to get a little bit extra money so I can buy that penthouse apartment or whatever just to do it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that was after the game had been out for years and I had played a lot of it. I mean, I paid I paid for that game and then, you know, it. we played it for quite a while and we started doing some of the heist when one of the DLCs came out and, you know, we had some fun and I'm like, uh, you know, I didn't have enough money and I didn't want to spend enough time to do that. But, <laughs> you know, eventually games are going to go to the point where single player games are going to start having this in there. You know, uh, not 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 accounting mobile games. I'm talking like Xbox, PlayStation, yep. PC. You're going to get to the point to where they're going to be like, hey, you know, you want to wear this costume? You can buy it for $10, you know, or or you can play the single player game and put 24 hours or 30 hours into it and you'll get it. Uh, that's where it's going to start getting to that point, I feel, uh, just because developers looking for any way they can make money. And like I said, I don't know if it's because they're not making enough money on the game to be sustainable. You know, some of these companies are getting bold to where they're going to where they're starting to say, hey, next gen games are 70 bucks. And we've talked about that. You know, that's a little bit hard to swallow, but it is every time a game a game goes up. But the problem is, is that the game's going to come in at 70 bucks 
and then the loot boxes or DLCs are going to start going up. Instead of a $10 buy-in card or a $20 DLC, it's going to be a $20 buy-in card and a $40 DLC. And and so, you know, they just they they more than doubled their money in certain places and and, you know, we all know that EA is the great ruiner of great developers and studios, you know. So yes, they are. All we're doing is giving them more money to buy more companies that we like, like BioWare and stuff, and just to basically browbeat them into putting out as much content as they can, as quick as they can, for as cheap as they can, you know, instead of putting out the great games that we love by those developers, um, you know, in those studios. Uh, so I am not a fan of loot boxes, and I really honestly don't participate in them very often. The you know, and when we talk about loot boxes in general, I don't participate in loot boxes. I don't buy a random chance at an item because I think that's the stupidest thing ever. It's gambling, and I don't like gambling in real life. So I don't take I don't take my money and go to the <laughs> casino because I feel like I'm just throwing it in the toilet anyway. So I don't I don't like that. I don't get enjoyment out of that. But you know, the DLC I do partake in some DLCs. I do find that I buy more DLCs for multiplayer games just because we're all playing it as a group and. You know, we want to play, you know, a perfect example is Destiny. We played that together. We bought the DLC. You know, luckily with the new latest copies, latest uh, DLCs of, of Destiny, they're going to come to Game Pass. So we're all just waiting for that to happen, and we're going to play together again for that. But loot boxes, nah, I don't usually participate in those, so they don't get my money. And I think if they want to do loot boxes, that stuff needs to stay in the free-to-play realm. They need to get that stuff out of the paid-for games uh, because I I just think that's... It's good for them, but bad for the consumer because we have to basically gamble with real life money for a chance to piece a piece of cosmetic gear because it's almost always cosmetic. Very rarely is it a pay to win type stuff in a PC or console game. It's all just cosmetic. But, you know, I want that cool looking thing for my character, too. But <laughs> I don't want to grind 30 or 40 hours or 24 hours or 10 hours worth of my time to get that cool looking coat or jacket or, or piece of armor. So, you know, I usually lose interest in games that are like that because their game feels very much like the old school MMO grind fests where I'm just spending 40 hours on a game that is not an RPG element game to get a piece of gear that doesn't do anything but make me look different. Yeah. Now let's uh, change gear for just a little bit. I'm going to go back to what you said about the games. They're going up to $70. Now uh, I know it's been a while since I've had a price jump uh, and there are you know, of course, this is going to be EA and Activision. They're, they're the first ones to already announce. Look, we're gonna we're gonna flip it to seventy bucks. The uh, the problem is when we hit this cross gen stuff. Last cross gen from three sixty to the one PS three to the PS four, the game stayed sixty bucks regardless of which system you bought. Now. Everybody's getting a little confusing with their <laughs> purchasing uh, on this. They're developing these games for the new system, but they're going to charge you $70 for the new consoles. So just as an example, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, $70 to play it on your PS5 Series X. Same game, probably, you know, dumbered gra- dumber down graphics. It's going to be $60 for this console generation the one and the PS4. The the problem with, uh, like for the example of Call of Duty is you can buy the Call of Duty for the one 
you can't play it on the Series X. Same thing with PS4, PS5. But you can buy the Series X version for 70 and play it on your one. Uh, do you think that is just another tale of greed, Nick? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Simple enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're just looking to to just get more out of you. You know, for those that go out and buy the new consoles, you know, a lot of developers are going the upgrade path where they're just going to give you an upgrade for free, and then you get those that are, you know, ha- charging you for the upgrade. Uh, charging that 10 extra dollars so yeah of course they're just trying to get more money out of the consumer and that's really it you know trying to make you think that oh you're getting more value when really you're getting the same value they just since it's a new system they can go ahead and charge you 10 extra dollars and say look at this isn't that cool yeah right yep yeah, it's a it's a tough it's a tough thing to get around. I mean, as you have, as you have stated, we haven't had a price hike in games in a long time. But what makes that even worse is that it would be okay if we had a gradual increase as time goes on. But it just seems like every time we jump, we jump ten bucks. Uh, ten bucks yeah. is a lot of money to me. I mean, I buy I buy whole games for ten dollars. You know, I wait for games to go on sale on on Steam or on Microsoft or whatever you know on PlayStation. I. I I wait for games to go on sale and I will spend $10 on a game or sometimes $10 is the difference in whether I'll buy a game or not. I'll be like, I really wanted to play that game, but it's $30. If it was 20 or 24, I'll buy it. You know, it's 40. I don't think, I think it needs to come down to 30 or something. You know, $10 is oftentimes the deciding factor if I'll buy a game or not. Um, and new games, especially, I don't buy a whole lot of physical copies of anything. So I have to wait for sales cause I don't go buy used copies of games. So I'm not going to get to save that $5 or $10 off the initial price because I bought used. So $70, especially for me, for games like that, uh, I'm, those aren't, those aren't in my wheelhouse normally. Um, you know, there's, there's not very many EA and Activision games that I'll get. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of some of their single player stuff, you know, like the last star Wars game that, that they had put out. Um, but their multiplayer stuff, I, I don't play a lot of Call of Duty. I don't play a lot of Black Ops. I don't play a lot of that shooter stuff because I just it's it's just not my not my not my forte and not my not my wheelhouse. I'll play them as a group as we play them, but I don't play them by myself. So I would never spend seventy dollars on a game like that. And I normally don't buy them, even when you know Shane and Nick buy them. I usually don't, and I won't play with them because I just it's not my game. But when the game goes on sale for thirty or twenty dollars, I'll buy if they're still playing. We'll I'll buy it and we'll play together. You know, I've got a question to pose to everybody real quick, and I'm sorry, Nick, for interrupting there, but I've got a question to pose, like, and this is how, I'll say how I feel first, and then I'll pose the question. I wouldn't mind spending $70 if these games came out as finished product, as finished games, like Ghost was, um, like um, Horizon Dawn was, like, if these games were coming out and they were that good, uh, I would say yes. You know, let's. I, I would pay that. I, I have no problem. It's like buying a movie at full price. Like if it's the movie's good, I have no problem paying that. It's when we get this this watered down version of games and they keep trying to shell out the seventy bucks. Uh, of course, EA is our biggest problem child when it comes to that stuff. But so I, the question posed to you guys is that. And it's a really pretty simple question. Would you care if you knew the game you were buying was worth $70 as the examples I said before? 
Well, in my opinion, yes and no. Um, it's You're not going to know how great or bad the game is until you get it. No, no reviewer can give you enough information to truly make me say, nope, I'm not going to get it. Unless they just come out and say, I gave it a zero, no stars, this piece of crap, don't even turn it on. But a game with reputation, like Ghost of Tsushima, they came up with a sequel to that, 70 bucks, there you go, here's my, here's my 70, no problem. But if you were to give me a brand new series of some sort, um, uh, Anthem, for example. Anthem, we all were excited. We, we were waiting. It came out. Gave them the money. Played the game. Where's the rest of the dang game? <laughs> it's, uh, you know, but we didn't know really how that game was going to work out. Um, so it's hard to say, you know, yes or no on $70. Right. I myself like I I would I would pay it if I knew the game was good, but there's no no way you'd ever know. And to be honest, like if we're being completely honest, I would have paid I would have paid seventy bucks if Horizon the new expansion if the new uh, Horizon because not expansion it's the second game comes out and it's seventy dollars. I have no qualms of buying it. Ghost of Tsushima they came out with another game seventy bucks I'd buy it. They're proven titles. Um, to be honest, if a game's hyped enough to me and I feel it's worth it, I will pay it. I mean, I would have paid if, let's say, the Anthem is being talked about now as a new release on the Xbox and the PlayStation, I'd buy it for 70 bucks. I would have because it looked great to me before I bought it, and a lot of the reviews were great. So $70 to me is reasonable for a good game that is complete and doesn't have loot boxes. And if if they want to say, you know, we're, we're going to do this game and we want to do DLCs, and for $70, we'll put out one or two DLCs for free, I would buy it. Um, yeah. But as soon as they start saying, well, if you want the next two DLCs for this game, you need to pay $20 Battle Pass or a Season Pass or whatever they want to call it, I'm out. Uh, I'm at the point where I feel that if you already have that road mapped out, you are stringing me along to stake my money. To take my money. Um, but, you know... Uh, a perfect example of DLC stuff is Ghost of Tsushima. We're getting a DLC, but they're not, you know, it's it's a multiplayer thing. And I'm like, hey, that's free, and they're giving it to us. Hey, I'm I'm on board. You know, I don't feel they're out to gouge me for my money yet. Um, they're not they're not releasing tons of DLC. They're not releasing anything that I have to buy a battle pass for. So I don't feel that that them as a company is trying to rip me off and just string me along for twenty dollars every quarter. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I feel that same way. In the sense of, you know, I, I don't know if I, it would depend on if the game is, is good. And, and like you guys said, it would, it would be hard to know if it was or wasn't, you know, you can half the time you kind of just take that leap and purchase a game and hope that it ends up being a good game. So, you know, will I buy, if they change the price up to $70 and every game that comes out is 70 bucks, will I buy them? I mean, I buy $60 games now sometimes, depending on the game. So probably we'll continue to purchase them. You know, I might think twice about purchasing them at 70 bucks a piece. It might wait till, you know, they go on sale or they go in the bargain bin, maybe depending on, again, it just depends <laughs> on the game. Right. So, and that was a good question, Russ. I have another question for you guys. You know, and Patrick was talking about DLC or, or loot boxes or, 
you know, that roadmap that developers already have saying, okay, we got the game out here and then we already got two DLCs that are going to come out. And we already know the name DLCs and we already know what's going to be in them. And more than likely at that time, they're already working on them, right? Or they could even be finished already. Um, and they're just going to release them later so they can charge you another 10 20 $30 for these DLC packages. Do you think that a game that releases these uh, DLC packages that want to expand their their games, do you think that they look at those as, well, most of them map it out to, to charge you, but if, if you had a full and complete game like Ghost of Tsushima and they decided that they're going to release a, a DLC expansion, uh, expanding the game out, when I have to cut this part out because I could not remember my question. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, a good question. I can't remember. I think what you were trying to say, a game like Ghost of Tsushima, would we be willing to pay for DLC for that? Is that what you're heading towards? Um, not not necessarily. It was it was along the lines of you know places, uh, companies ripping you off of your money, mm. um, and and looking to take your money, right? Uh, if they come out with free stuff uh, and, you know, free expansions and things like that, but then they charge you down the line for something else, uh, how is that perceived to the to the gamer, I guess, in that, in that sense? I mean, how do you look at that? And, you know, do you still feel like they're gouging you for your for your money or does it depend on the DLC that's coming out? I, my, I myself, in my own opinion on that, you know, I don't if a company is putting out content. And when I talk about content, I mean more than an hour or more than two or more than three or more than four. So I don't I don't remember how long Ghost of Tsushima was that I played it. But let's just say, you know, I, like I said, this is hypothetical. I don't I don't have the exact number how long it is. Let's say that Ghost of Tsushima was a 40 hour game. It took 40 hours to complete. If they came out with a DLC for twenty dollars or thirty dollars that added an additional 20 hours and it was actually quality content and not just quantity, like they weren't just throwing crap at me to be throwing crap at me, I would probably pay it. But I would want them to go back to the old monikers of this is an expansion because we really, you're expanding the game. An expansion, in my eyes, increases the game by at least 25 to 30, 25 to 33%. So it's adding a quarter or, thir- or a third more content to the game. Uh, because I am so sick and tired of getting a DLC that adds a new story a single storyline and they want $20 because it adds like $10 to the hours. cosmetic item. Yeah. It adds two hours and a, and a new storyline. whoop de doo I'm not coming back for that. Um, yeah. I'm not giving Ghost you my Shish- 20 bucks. Yeah. Ghost of Tsushima was 25 to 30 hours on average yep. for the gamers. So by your reckoning, you're saying that game's going to give you at least six to eight hours for a $20. Now, Tsushima, because of the game itself, would be worth $20 for that six to eight hour DLC. Because I know from what they've done with the main game that they're going to give me some good quality, worth my money stuff. At least I I would hope so. I think a perfect example in what Patrick is, is discussing is Destiny. We we got that game. We were hyped about it. This was, the, of course, the first one. 
and that first DLC came down. I think didn't that first DLC cost like nineteen ninety nine or something like that? And that I was think minimal. Yeah, it was it was a little bit, but it but me and Pat finished it in literally a night. It was like four hours, if that. And we were like, uh, we're done. And so I think that's kind of where he's focusing in on that stuff. Yeah, and yeah, but you're you're absolutely right. Uh, a game like Ghost, though, essentially when I when I hear DLC, I hear new content, and it comes from Activision, EA, and unfortunately, you basically going to throw Crystal Dynamics and uh, Square Enix under the bus on this too. I am going to put a lot less consideration into paying for the DLC from those companies. I will put less consideration into purchasing the games from those companies because of the crap they're pulling. I would rather pay $70 for a game that's not, that doesn't have a DLC roadmap than $60 for a game that has $40 worth of DLC roadmapped out. Uh, You know, I would honestly rather pay that $70 and and in all honesty, I would, uh, you know, if I'm being honest, I may even pay 80 maybe, but I'm not sure I would do that. But if I were to get a full game that, that they didn't have DLC roadmapped out for and said, Hey, this is a complete game. We may or may not release an expansion, what we're planning on probably releasing a part two or a new one, you know, I, I'm fine with that, but everybody, you know, it used to be called expansions and now it's called DLC and it just mm-hmm. keeps to be every time they change the name, the chunk of material or content you get gets smaller and smaller and smaller, but the price never changes. Cause heck back in the day when we had expansions to like age of empires and stuff like that, they were 30 bucks, 20 bucks, you know, 40 bucks on some of them. And they have decent amount of content in them and, now you get, you know, and that was like one time you got that, like the game came out and they're going to give you an expansion. You didn't get game came out. Here's four DLCs over the span of two years. Buy my battle chest, buy my season one pass and season two pass. So, yeah. Right. Um, and Diablo did that. You, I mean, you know, you think of kind of what you were talking about, Patrick, you think back in Diablo, you know, Diablo one had that one expansion that expanded it out quite a bit. Uh, I think it was Hellfire. And then Diablo 2 had their Lords of Destruction expansion, which was a whole new act and new characters and everything like that. And that was good for those. And then you got Diablo 3, which, you know... Necromancer. Yeah, the Necromancer pack, which just sold the Necromancer. right? Then they had their expansion, which did come with uh, the Crusader and everything. But they kind of went that route of having the expansion and the extra act and stuff like normal Diablo, but then they kind of went the route also of trying to piecemeal things out. And that's one thing I don't like when company, especially for a $60 game, when they're trying to piecemeal the content to you. Like, oh, here, you know, 5, 10, 15 bucks. Oh, here, we'll give you a little of this, a little of that. You can just, it's a la carte, you know. Bring in the dessert tray and you get to pick which ones you want. But they all cost ten dollars a piece. So yeah, yeah, I don't like that. And yeah. the game companies need to make money to continue making games. I understand that fully. I want I want the men and women who are designing the things that I love to to be paid and they deserve to make a decent living. Uh, they are doing things they probably love doing and they deserve to make a decent living at it, but when companies like EA and Activision are just beating them to death, milking them out and then milking out the, the uh, players. It's, you know, it really bugs the crap out of me. The uh, Spider-Man DLC, Miles Morales coming to PS five. 
it's it's Spider-Man, but they're just throwing in Miles Morales, and I'll, I'll bet anything it's going to be a full-price game, and it's going to just chap my hiney to know that I'm going to end up pieing it because I absolutely love Spider-Man, but <laughs> it's just it's just a it's a skin is all it is a skin and a new voice is all they're giving them. Right. Yeah. I mean, I remember the blowout when that when they first showed the Miles Morales and they're like, "Is this just an add-on to Spider-Man?" And it was just people were outraged at this, and they're like, "No, it's a full game." And I don't know if that was a if that was a oh no, this is a bad idea. We need to change this type thing, or if that was really their intention. We nobody will know except for them that this was just a DLC for or you know an add-on to that game. So we'll never know. But they backpedaled pretty quick when everybody blew up over that game. So I mean, I hope it's a full-fledged, different game with Miles Morales because you know I like Miles Morales Spider-Man. You know, definitely. You know, Spider-Man is Spider-Man. We all played it when we were younger. We played it now. I mean, I'm, I think all of us have played it on PlayStation, the last one that came out. You know, I mean, Tobey Maguire. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. So it's um, it's hard. It's hard to say what's worth the money and what's not because to one person it might be worth it to another it's not but i think dlcs and loot boxes are especially loot boxes loot boxes are harmful to the gaming community in general because all they do is they 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 promote trash games and shovelware i mean that's all they do you know we we all know people who you know who buy who have gotten dinged on mobile games because their kid or family or something has bought hundreds if not thousands of dollars worth of junk off a mobile game that's virtual content and to me it, it had those games i tr- i don't play mobile games because they just don't have uh they don't have any they don't have any meat to them they're just buy this stuff pay now pay to win you know if they're multiplayer they're pay to win if they're single player you buy this so you can advance the game quicker or play longer so i don't buy that but because that in my opinion is is pushing the game industry to the wrong direction and i feel pc and console games are kind of going that way where they're like just buy this and buy this so you can advance the game quicker instead of enjoying the game. Uh, the game will be over faster if you buy this, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with the way people are becoming just uh, lazy and they don't want to put that effort in. And they're just, people are really getting bad about that. I miss the day of, you know, an RPG, you grind, you level up. But you have good story and characters and reasons to do all that. Now it's just, you know, hey, you can be better than your friend if you give me ten bucks. And yeah, I, I bet, okay. I bet you're right, Shane. I bet you missed the days of your mom accidentally turned off your console when you had the TV turned off because you couldn't save the game. <laughs> I played, I played Ghostbusters on Nintendo for, I think it was right around 19 hours because for some reason I couldn't save the freaking game. I just got up to the top to fight Zul. I had to go take a shower because I was stanking. I come back. Guess who unplugged my Nintendo to vacuum the dang floor? <laughs> right. I remember playing. I remember playing uh, Sonic the Hedgehog back in the day and just and being like, "It's dinner time." And you're like, "Can I finish this? I'm almost. I'm almost to the <laughs> Doctor Robotnik part, you know. You know." And so you'd get there and you'd be like, "Mom, like, no, it's dinner time." So I'd I'd turn the TV off but leave the console on, and she would come in and. And uh, turn on the TV and it wouldn't work, so she would turn off the console, and you were just like, "Oh, there's <laughs> there's a whole day's worth of playing gone the drain," you know. Same thing with Mario, but but yeah, like I said, I I will play. I would pay a little bit more for a complete game. I I will admit, like I have to admit that you know I wasn't one to buy Ghost of Tsushima. I didn't buy it 
when it came out. I borrowed it. <laughs> but after <laughs> playing it, I would honestly buy that game for $70. Uh, I, I would. I borrowed it too, and I ended up going to buy my own copy so you could right. borrow it. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, so but I mean, it's that good. But that's uh, one of those games where they put the time, they put the love, they put the effort. And I think they let the developer, uh, the you know, the creators just do what they needed to do and wanted to do. And that's what every game company needs to start doing. EA, Activision, Crystal Dynamics, they all need to get the hell out of the way and let their people do what they do best. Yeah, we need to stop just shoving games out as fast as we can. I mean, we all want it. It's an industry of we want, we want, we want now. I mean, we're all guilty of it. I want this now. I mean, we, we talk about it every day. I want the Xbox now. I want it now. I want it now. <laughs> you know, there's people out there that I want the PlayStation. I want it now. I want it now. I mean, I was highly disappointed when I heard that the Cyberpunk game got pushed out. Um, I was disappointed in the Marvel game getting pushed out until I heard the Spider-Man fiasco. So, I mean, we're all there. But, you know, I'm also I'm also understand that they they got to put out a game that for the masses that's polished and looks good and is finished because we're all going to complain to no end if they put out a game that's a giant turd. I'm just waiting for the day when games, you know, you're playing a game and you're getting to, you know, a really revealing part of the story and it stops for that Taco Bell commercial. <laughs> back uh, <laughs> That pops back up the- and you're like. Uh, yeah, yeah back, you're gonna back free, when you get the ad free version. Yeah, yeah, back when Fight Night and uh, the Madden series are really hitting big on 360. The uh, they were putting all those little advertisements around the sides, and people were thinking, you know, this is just going to be the new way uh, of games are going to get made. They're going to be paid sponsorships, and you know, you'll be racing a game and drive through a Taco Bell or. You know, you'll be playing Ghost of Shishima and, you know, what's next? P.F. Chang's. It's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, and that luckily we're not there because, yeah, that's gonna that would be the annoying part if you're playing a game like that and you get an ad pop up in the game. It's going to be like back in the AOL days where you got, you know, where you got the <laughs> ad bombed and you close one and like 10 more open up or you get a I love you bug or something and opens up 10 new windows of advertising something, you know, it's um. I really hope the games don't go to that route because then what's the point of paying the money if they're going to monetize it with a commercial in the middle middle of it, you know? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that would be funny. Funny for the first time it happened until I'm like, well, I'm done with this game. Not buying another one from these developers. Right. Russell? A character comes up to you. Have you you been (laughs) to check out the the discounts on BestBuy.com lately? They've got oh, it. God, like, be... oh. I have a <laughs> secret right. quest for you. I have that'll a secret quest for you. Quest. <laughs> Go to Best Buy and buy this for me. Here's a coupon. Hey, the DLC is coming out soon. You can buy it on August 20th. No. You know, they'll do that. They'll, there's probably somebody who has done that, and they ended up cutting it from the game because, God, that would just be dumb. <laughs> And annoying, annoying as heck. Now, Russell, you did ask a question, but you never answered it yourself. What What about you with the $70 price for a complete I mean, game? I honestly will pay $70. It's just like paying for a movie. I truly feel that I have no problem for paying for any product that is properly put together to support that group of people that is putting it together. I have no problem with that at all. I mean, uh, Ghost, as soon as I kind of heard you guys say about it, to talk about it, 
um, the first thing I did was I went ahead. Not only did I buy the normal, but I bought the deluxe version. So I already paid the extra ten or whatever dollars it was for it. I mean, when I see when I hear you three all talk about it in that nature, I'm knowing okay, this is a game that's got to be great. You know, it's one thing when Nick's like, "Oh, this is a great game," and Patrick's like, "Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't stand that game. It's frustrating." And then you're like, eh, "It's okay." When I that, when that happens, it's usually called Mortal Shell or Souls, or some, <laughs> Dark Souls or something like that. So I'm like, I'm not buying that thing. Um, you know, so it's it it really comes down to those things there where if it's a good product, you're dang right I'll pay for it. You know, we kind of talked and whispered about uh, I'd, I'd say whisper, but that's not even correct. We we talk so much trash to EA, but. The thing is, is that EA has consistently proven to us over time that they do not know how to really put out games to the point of where now even Madden, the new Madden is bugged beyond bugged. I mean, it is just, it's mind boggling how because they have those large markets with Star Wars, I mean, I have to be, I have to be honest, the last Star Wars game, the, the Jedi Order game, it was okay. To me, it wasn't fantastic. It was okay. When I think about Star Wars, I think about Knights of the Old Republic and stuff like that. And though there's some cool mechanics that, guess what? Technology has upgraded us. So yeah, you're darn right. Those things should be happening in the game. But the storyline was was mediocre to me at best. Not compared to older games. So Anyway, I'm going to stop on that rant portion of it and let you guys continue, but it, it really does frustrate me that this this studio has control of such marvelous games and just continually Anthem pushing into the ground, SimCity pushing it into the ground. I mean, like games upon games. Yeah, but, you know, the benefit of this kind of stuff, and especially these new prices for games... I think it's really going to push more uh, uh, console makers like Sony, Nintendo to follow Microsoft's suit with Game Pass type subscription services. Uh, I mean, if do I pay $70 for the new Halo or $70 for the new Gears or $70 for the new Fable? No. I'm paying $10 a month, well, $15 for Ultimate, and I'm getting that game I'm getting the other game. I'm getting all those games. I'm not dropping 70 on one game. I'm paying... Uh, God, I'm not even smart enough to do the math for a year. I'm getting everything. And EA I think has that's going to... subscription base. Yeah, but EA is just awful. It's, it's EA-only <laughs> games, though. I mean, like, Microsoft, yeah. Microsoft cycles in games that aren't theirs. Yes. Yeah. And so, I mean, EA's caliber has really dropped the last five to 10 years, but I would love to see Sony drop something like that. I'd love to see Nintendo drop something like that. And I think, I think this whole, this whole thing with the prices uh, going up, I think it's really going to push people towards it because if Microsoft, if Sony and Nintendo don't start incorporating into that, to me, that's going to be one thing that really pushes towards Microsoft's new system is, you get all this great stuff for a heck of a lot cheaper price. Well, yeah, I mean, if you if you break it down into its just into its most if you break it down into a year, if you keep Game Pass Ultimate for a year, you're spending what 180 bucks. 
That is three games. Yep. That's it. Three yep. games. And we play, I mean, because of Game Pass, I play way more games than I used to because at that price, I can afford to play stuff that I was questionable on or not sure mm-hmm. on. I can afford to play it because it's already included in my library. So, you know, it's it's a it's a great deal, and, and I, I use it. I mean, I can play on my Xbox or I can play on my computer, you know, and that's but that's perfect because some games I find play much better on PC than they do on, on the Xbox and vice versa. There's some games that are just, you know, they feel better with a controller in my hand and I want to play them on the Xbox rather than having them mess with my, my computer or, you know, use keyboard and mouse for it. So, uh, you know, it, it's all about price value for most of us. I mean, all of us is that same way. I mean, the majority, I, I'll, all four of us are bargain shoppers. I mean, there's plenty of times where we're hitting the, the Microsoft sales or the steam sales and we're like, Hey, this is on sale. You should go check it out. And it's a game that's been out for a year or two, but it's on everybody's want to playlist. But we're like, yeah, I got to wait till it's $40 or $30 or something like that because it's not a $60 game. $60 games, in my opinion, right now are rare. They're not, there's just not that many of them out there that are worth $60 right now. No. Uh, there, yeah, you're definitely right. There's a rarity right now on those $60 worthy games. And I'd like to see more games up there, but. When you have developers shortchanging the gamer by trying to, you know, give them a quarter of a product, half of a product, and then charge them extra to play the rest of it, we're not going to get that quality anymore. I really, I really, that's one thing where I appreciate about Shishima uh, is that you're getting that quality. Or games like uh, Grounded, you're getting, you're getting your money's worth out of those games, and I don't see a lot of companies doing that anymore. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. So DLCs, loot boxes. You know, I'm 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 a leave them kind of guy. I would prefer it to be a packaged, single package game with everything in it, and I'll pay you seventy dollars if you tell me there's no DLCs and it's a complete game. I'm I'm more willing to give you my money if I think you got a good game and I'm not worried that I'm missing part of the story that you have roadmap for six months, three months, a year down the road because I'm going to be done with your game and I'm going to be playing something else. Um, you know, the only way that those games, the only way that DLCs appeal to me is for a game that I don't think I got to have and I can wait for a year after the games come out or even two and I'll buy the complete edition, which comes in season one pass and season two pass for 30 bucks. So anybody else like, how do you think they want to add about DLC or loot box? Uh, stop doing it. Give me the full game. Thank you. <laughs> right. I, I wish they would stop doing it, but it, it's not going to be something that's ever going to go away. It's here to stay. It's been around for long enough that, you know, I just hope it doesn't get worse, um, worse than it already is. Right. We got too many. I mean, it's too much of a it, it, society, society, especially gamers to some extent, have already have crossed into that realm of instant gratification. There's no more work for it and build up and, and be proud of what you got. It's instant gratification. You know, that's what games have turned into. So, you know, I don't see it going away neither, especially when you have the public or anybody who's just willing to shovel money at them like it's going out of style. I don't know where they get it from, but, uh, you know, I'll take some. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Um, You know, so, yeah, I think that kind of wraps up our little DLC loot box talk. You know, I don't want to. I I don't want to keep beating the dead horse there or, you know, throwing EA under the bus and and driving over it and backing over it and driving over and back over it because we can do that all day long. Then go rent a, another car to go run over it and come back over it and go back run over it. Okay, anyway, yeah, we get it. <laughs> right. 
I would like to say I do not want to see Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics go the path of Activision and EA, you know, shortchanging gamers and going just full greed. I know that's probably something to do with Disney because they own Marvel, but I don't want to see EA or Crystal Dynamics and Square Enix go that path. I really don't because they, they do make great stuff. And they do make quality stuff. Uh, this Marvel game isn't one of them. Right, yeah. And we'll go right into uh, to Grandpa Shane's upcoming games or currently released games. So Shane, what kind of, you know, what games have been released this week that, you know, everybody needs to check out? Well, just to point out, I'm not a grandpa, but I am old as dirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this week, uh, we have Iron Harvest, which looks extremely interesting to me. I want to check it out as soon as I can. Yeah. Uh, Crusader was- Kings. Yep. Uh, yeah, that one I'm, I'm really interested in. Uh, it's been, to talk about it, it's been fantastic. Uh, Crusader Kings, the same thing there. PC, big strategy game. Uh, Nick, I believe you're getting ready to try it. Is that right? Yeah, it, yeah, it is on Game Pass, on Game Pass PC. So if you do have Game Pass, you can go download it on the PC portion. I I have downloaded it. I just haven't gotten to uh, try it out yet. I know Patrick's played the tutorial at least. I don't know if he's played any more than that. Though. Yeah, I probably put a couple hours into it. It's uh, it's Crusader Kings. Uh, it's very in depth. Um, uh, it's got a lot of information. I think the tutorial is much more improved over the previous versions. Um, it does feed you a lot of information. I will admit it gave me a headache just because it's so in depth, but that that's nothing. <laughs> you know, it's just a lot. They're trying to feed you a lot in the beginning so to make the game, uh, so you hopefully you understand the game, but that's not a knock against the game. It's a good game. Uh, it was definitely well put together. Uh, I do like the Crusader, the Crusaders games, so this one's a little bit different, but it's definitely good. Uh, I'll put more time into it after I get through with my current game. All right, and also we've got, uh, I hope I pronounced this right, Batu Tabatu. It's a puzzle game for PlayStation. We've got Spinch and Ultra Kill. Surprise coming out this week, Super Mario All-Stars for the Switch, the original. NBA, of course, you always got a sports game somewhere, and uh, definitely you got Marvel's Avengers. Uh, This week's not a bad week. You also had Tony Hawk coming out. Zero Killed, I've not heard of this one. It's a strategy shooter, a VR game, so I'm not really sure what that is. That's pretty much it for the week, but I will call out uh, September 18th, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. (laughs) <laughs> grandpa fell asleep <laughs> yeah. yeah super mario 3d all-stars yep that's good that one's gonna be a good one yep. and then you know we also had uh we also this week had wasteland wasteland 3 come out so that one's a really good one yeah uh yeah september seems to be kind of below i mean i don't some of the big bigger name titles are you know the port royale game is coming out towards the end of this month and then there's a mafia and then obviously October kind of starts to pick up. That's what we're supposed to see the the Rogue Squadron, the Star Wars Squadrons come out. So looking forward play, to some of that stuff. I just want to play Super Mario Sunshine on my Switch. Oh, he woke up. Grandpa woke up. <laughs> no, like I forgot to wiggle the damn stick. I was reading through my phone here and I didn't <laughs> freaking get the Switch. Right. So yeah, Shane was uh, looking forward to Super Mario 3D All Stars, which you know. Yeah, it's it's uh, kind of a cool concept. 
Uh, to me, I, you know, I am over the remakes for a little while, guys. Come on, I want some new stuff. Well, the good thing is I did the math. You're paying $20 a pop for each of those games. You can't get Mario Sunshine for 50 bucks pretty much anywhere. For I think Nintendo's game. going out of business. You can buy one of their games for $20. You mean it's not 50 or 60 still? Well, good point. <laughs> it's but, $60 uh, for all three games. Right? Yeah. yeah so, I mean, $20 a pop. Yeah, so I mean, oh, you know, just, they're not releasing yeah. them one at a time, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> it's a bundle, right? Yeah, no. we all know Nintendo never puts anything on sale, and if they do put it on sale, it's five dollars off. So, I mean, in all honesty, that's a really good deal for Nintendo because they're going out of business. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's it's like a fire. It almost feels like a fire sale for those fire three sale. remastered games. We got three remastered games for sixty dollars. You know, it's not it's not one hundred and twenty. It's not one hundred and eighty dollars. It's not one hundred and twenty. It's sixty dollars. Yep. <laughs> you get it's three true. games for the price of one. So, yeah, that's kind of an unusual thing. But I mean, Nintendo does put together packages occasionally, and this is just one of them. But it's just kind of interesting to see them because they're all three remastered, right? Yes, they all have they all have some sort of upgrades to them. There's some visual fidelity upgrades. There's control upgrades to the switch. There is uh, Nick. Tell them your favorite part because you're just so excited when you talk about it. You mean the audio thing, the sound thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep, your little yeah, music. That, yeah, they have a little music section. It's a little music player part where you can listen to all the music from all three games. So um, that's really cool. I like that. And yeah, the I mean the three games. In case anybody's, this is the first time you're hearing about it. Is uh, Super Mario 64. Uh, Mario Sunshine and then Mario Galaxy, the first one, not the second one. So that it's a cool little package, you know. And they're they're you know they're not. I don't think they're redid visually wise, but I know they have a higher resolution and you know it able to control on the Switch, of course. So that's cool. Hmm. Shane, I'm surprised you're not talking about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Didn't you play that? Didn't you want to play that? I I bought it, and I've been playing it a bit today, and talk about nostalgia. The, the, the controls felt so familiar, but better. The visuals on it, wow, when you compare the two. I kind of wish they would have uh, Halo anniversary this thing, uh, where you could hit the button and switch from uh, the previous graphics to the current, just to see that massive difference. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm enjoying the heck out of it. Uh, I, I'm really bad about that game because I don't like to skip to the next level until I've completed every little thing in each level. Uh, my reflexes are what they used to be, so it's been a little difficult, but it's, it's fantastic so far. If you are a Tony Hawk fan. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited to play that. I downloaded it today, so, and you can, uh, which it's already out there, but one of the secret characters you can unlock is Jack Black. Who plays Jack Officer Dickey. Nah. <laughs> but you can skate with him. He's a skater that you can get and nice. skate around with him. And he, he did the mocap and everything for it. And voice and all that stuff. Oh, Lord. <laughs> nope. Pretty cool. If I want to play That's Jack cool. Black, I want to play Brutal Legends. That game was so underrated oh, yeah. and so amazing. <laughs> I'm hoping that after... Double Fine complete Psychonauts 2 that they make Brutal Legends 2. Oh, yeah. That would be so good. Love that game. 
Anything else that's just released or is about to come out that everybody anybody's interested in? You know, we got, you know, anything that's releasing this week or the past week. No, um, I am kind of interested in the Crisis uh, remaster that's coming out this month. Uh, there's been a lot of hoopla about it because some previous graphics they showed, uh, you know, they were supposed to say, oh, it's going to be all 4K'd up and blah, blah, blah. Then they've released some footage of it uh, a while back and people were like, is this being played on the, you know, the Nintendo DS? What is this? <laughs> so they had um, they had a... They had a Halo moment, huh? They Halo momented, exactly. <laughs> now, I'll be honest, in my opinion of Halo, I didn't think it looked bad. Uh, it looked like an open-world game, which is an issue, because I don't really care for a lot of open-world games. Well, I think the but, issue that everybody's taking with is it looked like the last Halo game, and it's like, are we yeah. not seeing next-gen graphics here? What are we seeing? Yeah, and apparently they weren't even... Uh, Cell sh- or not cell shading, ray tracing was going to be added in as a, a an update sometime apparently you know well after the release, so that was not going to be a good ideal. Microsoft shot himself in the foot pretty good with that, but I will take the delay of a year to get a top quality Halo game again. No yeah, Halo I, Five, for God's sake, no Halo Five. Definitely, I, I would rather them wait. And because and, and, I obviously, like we've already said, I don't come back to a game most times. So if they go, here's the game, but we're going to put we're going to put enhancements to the game to make it look better and add ray tracing three months or four months down the road. I'd be like, well, too late. I'm already done with your game. Yeah, I mean, that's the yeah, graphics is not a reason for me to come back to a game. Uh, it's just not. I mean, like I was saying with the the Mario stuff, it's been many years since I've played them. Uh they're among my favorites. Super Mario Sunshine is probably my absolute favorite Mario game. Those, you know, I'll go back to those games, but that's, yeah, Halo is brand new. I, they come out, you know, six months from now with a graphical upgrade. I'm not going back to it. All right, yeah, me either. Pointless. No, anybody else got a game they want to bring up? Yeah, I got a couple. One is uh, Kingdoms of Amular, the uh-huh. re reckoning Yep, that comes out on the eighth. Yep. And uh, I I had that game on PC, but I didn't get too far into it. I think it just came out around the time that a lot of open uh, action RPGs came out, and then I you know it was one of those games I just didn't play it, but uh, uh, or play a lot of it. But I'm definitely looking forward to this and and actually playing through the game because I've heard a lot of good things about it. And then that and uh, Baldur's Gate three is supposed to start their early. Uh, early access on Steam by the end of the month. So, ah, did you sign up for? Uh, did you sign up for the early access? No, I mean, because it's not available to sign up yet. But you know, once it is, I, I might because I do want to play it. Yeah, because don't they? I thought there was like some stuff that's coming the end of the month for like PC and Stadia. Yeah, it's coming to Steam and, and Stadia. I don't know why it's coming to Stadia, but whatever. Gotta have a gimmick somewhere, man. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, he's got, so once that he's got to get in the mix somehow, man. They got to make it seem like they're worth something. Yeah, I guess if they throw a little bit of money, you know, at Boulder's Gate and like, hey, can you put your game on our stuff? And they're like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> right. We have four subscribers. Can they play this game? <laughs> yeah, they've been waiting. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, Baldur's <laughs> Gate three definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm I will. I don't know if I am sold on buying it as a day one title yet or not, but I'm definitely a fan. 
Right, and it'll be an you know right on the I think it comes out on the thirtieth. That's what the Steam page is showing or planned early. Like, you know, even though Baldur's Gate, I'm a fan of the Baldur's Gate games too. But do I want to do I do I want to play early access? Because you know that's that, that's going to become a, a not a games as a service, but it's gonna you know you're going to be able to play through it. And you're like, you know, how much content is going to be there for early access? Are we going to have the right. entire story or, you know, is it going to be like a Subnautica thing, which is a great game, too? But, you know, it's one of those things where you start playing Subnautica and they start adding new things. And you're like, right. I think we want to wait until this game's fully released before I finish it because I like <laughs> it. Yeah, that's a big problem for me for these guys because, I mean, they're releasing in early access, but they're still charging 60 bucks. You know, if we take normal early access games, uh, you know, a perfect example is Subnautica. looks like you said, that game was like 27 bucks. Or twenty is twenty two. I remember paying twenty two dollars for it in early access when it first came out on there, and then went up to like twenty five and twenty seven. I don't, I these, I don't want to pay for beta testing, guys. Come on. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's a that's a thing I'm really not been happy with. This whole pay to fix their game essentially, tell them right. what's wrong. Yeah, because I remember when when Subnautica came out, I don't think it was ever a sixty dollar game, but it was a thirty or forty dollar game when they finally did the full release. But if you got in on early access, I think it was like I, I think I paid twenty two bucks, so I think I remember paying for it. You know, so so to me that that type of stuff is fair because the game's not complete, and and I have, I'm horrible about coming back to a game, and I did that with Subnautica. I bought it when it first early access, and I was like, oh man, this game is not very good at all and then when it released i came back and played it because a, a buddy of mine was like you just gotta play this yeah check it out it's really good now that it came out i played it and i will admit it was a i it was on a 1000 percent increase a better game and it was just because it had story and content so i i'm afraid of you know the Baldur's gate 3 will be exactly like that that it will i don't know how much content is done or when they're talking about actually releasing the game but i'm not paying 60 dollars for an early access game Right, and I don't mind. I don't mind places if they're going to bring out early access. I don't mind doing what like Subnautica did, you know, because I think I, I bought Subnautica in, in early access too, and it, it wasn't very expensive. It was like yeah, like around twenty bucks, I think it was, for the early access copy, you know. And of course, you're like you said, you're beta testing the game and stuff like that. And when they fully released, it was a higher price game, and. I was okay with that. I'm like, okay, you got all your content there. You know, if you want to get in on the early access and you know what you're getting into there and they want to charge you a cheaper price for, you know, coming in and basically beta testing the game for them, uh, I'm fine with that. And then if they want to, when that game fully gets completed and it's all done and they want to then charge 60 bucks for it, then fine. Okay. You know, I'm, that's fine. Cause now your game is fully released. Right. Um, it, you know, early access is just for those that want to get in on the cutting edge, you know, on the cutting floor, you know, uh, and, and play the game when it's got full of bugs and half the content's not there. Right. So, yep. Not not a fan of that type of, like I said, I will do it if it's cheap, but I will never pay full price for early access game because early access seems to be normal release nowadays. Most games that release in early access never come out of early access. Yeah, it's a continuous yeah. cycle. I'm right. sorry, but I'm if so- I'm going to be a beta tester, I'm going to get paid, not pay to play. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm surprised this free. game did that. Yeah. You know, especially from this company, because this is uh, I don't. This is the people that made Divinity, uh, and Divinity Two, and I don't. I don't remember them doing that with Divinity. They, they could have, and maybe I just didn't notice at the time, but. 
I don't remember those two games going into early access. So yeah, that's it's an interesting it's interesting what they're doing. I don't I don't know how that's going to play out for them or what what's the benefit of getting it like getting it in that because I just I don't know early access sixty bucks for early access is a little scary. Yeah, it's a lot. Scary. Right, and they haven't said how much it's going to be. So just for anyone listening, you know, I, don't, I thought Steam they don't, had it listed. They do have it listed, but they don't have a price. They have the game listed on the early access, but they don't have an actual price to it. Uh, I, I don't know where I kept seeing that at then, that it was going to be a $60 game at release at that early access time. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I didn't see anything about that myself, but yeah, they don't have a price on here yet. So I have it added to my wish list. So when it comes out, uh, like I said, they're saying it's supposed to be on the 30th, so when it should be coming out on early access. Well, and I'll check it out. Off. Yeah, I mean, I'll check it out, and if it's like a $30 game and it's early access, I may buy it for 30 bucks, but I, I might not play it until it comes out of early access. I'll get it for 30 just so I can have it, you know, when it comes fully right, get it at a cheaper price. Right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and I'll do that. Cool. Anybody else got any other games they want to talk about that's, you know, that's either just around around the corner or, or is just released? Nah, just me and Mario. <laughs> Yeah, you know, just uh, just waiting to see what comes out, um, you know, for holiday season if anything new pops out of the woodworks, but not really. Well, thanks everybody for joining us on this podcast, and we will catch you on the next episode. Have a good evening. <laughs>